everyone. Welcome back to the Crit Hit Wild podcast. I'm your host, Jared. Joining with me this week is uh, Fred and Brad. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fine, Jared. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you I doing, Brad? I'm, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> uh, Brandon is on his way to the beach, I guess, so he won't be joining us uh, this week, but we wish him safe travels as he's on vacation, so have fun, bud. Um, so this week, uh, we are taking a look at Dark Star, uh, that just got released for Winter Guard, but first, uh, some news and announcements, so not too, uh, crazy of stuff outside of, of course, the Dark Star reveal, but, um, we did get an updated affiliation roster, and we know that Heimdall and Scourge are in Asgard, and then Scourge is also in Cabal, so... What do you guys think about? Yeah, I think that 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 helps Scourge a lot. Uh, that makes him. Uh, you can play him and Enchantress in the Cabal affiliation, and that I think that that is an affiliation that likes him even more than Asgard does. I think yeah, I, I okay. don't think that helps Scourge as much as it helps Cabal. Yeah, Cabal fair. needed that. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think I heard. Something like now there's a three pointer in Cabal that kind of does what Crossbones does, but he's better than Crossbones. I think that's what I saw in the Discord. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I said during his episode, I think that that just main means that he eats even more of Crossbones' lunch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, no other news uh, so far that's been released. So we can go on to Cerebro news. What updates do you have for Cerebro? Uh, I think the only thing I've done since last time was I added tags for Band and Restricted. Uh, and then I put the card pack in there. Um, those are both kind of stealth updates because that's on the back end. Um, I have some time where I'm stuck somewhere with nothing to do coming up. So I'll probably make some more updates. Okay. Well, uh, going on to Hobby Talk, I actually have not done very much MCP-related. I've actually done a lot of, like, D&D hobby. So, that's all I've had. And I appreciate it. Yeah. It's it's very cool what you have done. Thank you very much. Uh, What about you guys? Have you guys done anything hobby-wise? I guess not even with MCP, just have you been doing any hobby in this past week? Uh, I have not, but, uh, she who tolerates living with me has, uh, started painting several of my models. And, uh, one of the ones that she has done is Black Dwarf and he looks awesome. He looks awesome. I'm excited to put him on the, I'm going to have to build a Black Order roster just to justify putting him down. I'm excited to... To try him out. What about you, Brad? You been doing anything? No, I have not. All right. We're all just like, we're uh, we're all just kind of checked out. Uh, uh, I <laughs> just I, to raise the the veil a little bit. We are recording very early in the morning due to scheduling concerns. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, well, I've had uh, so my friend has visited me out of uh, near Seattle, Washington. So he's come in for the week and. We've been spending uh, most of the week 
either I've either been trying to trudge through work because I'm on vacation next week, or we've been hanging out at the evenings. We have played a lot of uh, Eldritch Horror, which is a phenomenal game. Very, very fun. We actually all, I guess, uh, it's getting ready to go into to game talk. Uh, uh, before we do that, Jared, yeah, just yeah. like to point out that we now have a new segment. Okay. Oh, it's like okay. three or four episodes in a row. We've had Fred lifting the veil. Oh, sh- you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a new segment. Every every episode from now on, we got to have Fred lift the veil and tell our listeners what's going on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, uh, we clearly had some technical difficulties last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there were some issues. Uh, so we do apologize for that. Um, whatever reason, Brandon has issues when he covers for me recording, so, but, uh, yeah, if, um, if people can't hear me, uh, if you re-download the episode, it's better. It's not great, but it's better. Uh, well, hopefully we've figured it out. It shouldn't, it should not be a problem in the future. Hopefully this, uh, this one should be fine. So hopefully everybody who's listening is, is doing all right. If you guys do have any audio uh, issues when you're listening to this one, please let us know. We do appreciate the feedback. It's helping us figure out what's going on. Again, this is, this podcast is our first one that any of us have ever done. So, uh, learning as we go. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Going on to, to games we played, uh, MCP related. I know that you did play a game, right? Fred? I did. Uh, I played against CJ this week, mm-hmm. uh, and he was playing Web Warriors against my uh, my criminal syndicate with uh, with Shadowland Daredevil as the leader. And it was a close game, and he pulled it out. He pulled out the victory because uh, Web Warriors is just really great at denying points, especially in the late game. And uh, the, it all really boiled down to an attack that I made against Venom with uh, with Killmonger. I was going in against Venom, and with Killmonger, I activated uh, Usurp the Throne and Cruel Tutelage. And I'm, oh, like, nice. and I'm thinking, I'm going in with my energy attack against Venom with 10 dice, and I needed to do something like four damage to take him to, uh, in this circumstance, I believe, KO him. And I go in, I hit him, and I do all but one of the damage I need to do. And then he, so many snacks, yep. and we are Venom, yep. and he blows up the dice and KOs Killmonger yep. during my activation. And that was just, just devastating. The and game healed been, the full health. And healed the full health. It was it was really bad. It was a very bad circumstance for me. So, oh well, uh, I lost, but it was a good game. I always enjoy playing against CJ. Venom doing Venom things. Venom doing Venom things. When we do him, man. <laughs> yeah, what we're cri- gonna we're gonna have some talks. What crises did you play on? I think you said. But, uh, we. Um, uh, no, I don't think uh, it was superpowered scoundrels and uh, the legacy virus cure okay. for the, cure for the legacy virus. It was a it was a I like that 
combination. I, I, I particularly like superpowered scoundrels for my criminal syndicate build. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't run a kingpin into that instead of a shadowland. I don't have kingpin in my roster. Oh, <laughs> because oh. I'm trying to play. I'm playing a completely different game. I got uh, you. Now, now to be clear, I recognize fully that that's a mistake, and that kingpin <laughs> is just a better model. But I, I don't, I don't want to play that that type of game. I'm, I'm, I have an action bias as a as a player, and I recognize that. Uh, but I want to play. I'm playing this for fun, so I want to play the list that I enjoy. Absolutely, fair enough. Uh, yeah, like I said, we've played a lot of uh, Eldritch Horror this week, like a lot of Eldritch Horror, which I think you guys both were able to. Play it. it does suck that the the one that you played had all the uh, disasters and nastiness attached to it. <laughs> it's just, might have been better to start off with one out of the core set. I think like uh, one of the Chthonian bosses, I but I I uh, I enjoyed it. I got um, my character froze to death when an Arctic uh, front came down and and did damage to every city in the northern hemisphere but uh it was it was a very it was a very fun game and i enjoyed it even though we all died and yeah. the world was consumed by by apparently by giant worms yeah, yeah apparently <laughs> it, uh, jared kept getting eaten by listen, giant worms that might have been the most realistic Eldritch Horror game ever played because we were going along and we thought things were going great that we were going to win and then everything went bad real quick and we lost just like it would happen in real life right yep. right <laughs> it is it is a phenomenal game so if you guys at home have not tried it out it's and you I guess like the Cthulhu mythos it's uh it's really good it's very well done very it's a lot of pieces but very quick to learn, very easy to play, so I, I like it a lot. Well, uh, with that, because uh, it is early in the morning, we can kind of kick straight into it. You guys ready to take a look at Darkstar? Yeah. Sure. Alright, so Darkstar, a.k.a. Lanya Petra Petrovna? These Russian names, I'm having a hard time with them. Uh, she is a uh, five stand medium mover size two three threat character that has a three three four stat line. She has the dark star force uh, gainer, I guess is what we'll call it. It's a range four <laughs> five, five dice energy attack that uh, auto generates one power, and it has the special rule: this character may reroll all of the attack dice for this attack. So she has uh, a worse version of Doctor Strange's uh, a reroll. And she has. She has. This is the same attack that Captain Marvel has. Uh, so hers is all the attack dice. Captain Marvel's is any of the attack dice. I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there is a slight difference. Yeah, hers is a little bit more like Strange, except she can't pick up the skulls. Uh, yeah. And then she has the Rending Force uh, Spender. It's range two, seven dice, three power. Before choosing a target, you choose if it's physical or energy and then it has wild bleed so after it's resolved character gains bleed she has two superpower well three superpowers if you count flight uh she has passive flight and she has the active dark di uh, dimensional portal uh cost three 
uh, choose an her or an allied character within three and place it within three of its current position. Uh, and then a character can only be placed by the superpower once per turn. So you can use it on multiple characters. Uh, then she has the reactive dark force barrier. Also costs three when this character or an allied character within three is targeted by a physical or energy attack. This character may use the superpower. You add two dice to the roll against the attack. Uh, this character or the allied character cannot be advanced, pushed, or placed by the effects of that attack. So, again, from going off of Crimson Dynamo's leadership, a little bit more of a anti-displacement, uh, anti-displacement kind of ability that she's got going on there. And then on her flip side, there are no changes. Stays the same. So, yeah. A little bit of a short and sweet card. What do you guys think of Darkstar? We'll start with you, Brad. Well, I think she's pretty cool. Like anyone who only has gained one power in their attack, um, you won't get to do all the things you want with her. You can't like reliably do your builder and a portal or a portal and the defensive role or anything like that. You have to pick one thing a turn. Now she can make sure that she has one place a turn, which is pretty cool. Um, range four, five die, re-roll. Well, it's re-roll all. But that's a pretty good attack for a three-pointer. I like her. Okay. What about you, Fred? Uh, so I I very much like this teleport ability that she has. Uh. I think that that has broad use anywhere in this game. And because of that, I think that she's going to see splashing a lot of places. She's also just three points, which is pretty affordable. And she does some... uh, Her attacks are not spectacular, but they are not non-functional either. And I I like the ability to just pick up and re-roll all your dice except for skulls. If you really whiff a roll, that's that's a nice little advantage that that she has. Uh, I I think there's a lot of cool stuff here. I also am a bit worried uh, that this this faction has two two models that we know about right now, and neither one of them really hits hard a single target yet. I think, that's what, I think that's what Ursa Major is going to do. I think you're probably right. I, I like. Uh, I think that this mo- this this faction is starting to shape up to look like a uh, a hold down objectives and uh, deliver Ursa Major into the opponent's face looking faction. I uh, we'll see. We still don't know what Ursa Major or uh, oh god. Uh, what's uh, Red Defender? Red what, what is his Red, Red Guardian. Guardian? Red Guardian. We still don't know what either one of them do, but uh, 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 the more like I like her teleport a lot, and her defensive tech is nice, but it's expensive. I mean, it'll be it'll definitely come up, and it does. Uh, it does a, a very a very good effect. Adding two dice to anyone's defensive roll against punch and energy is really nice. 
I'm, uh, it is expensive. Three cost on a model that's probably going to be a little bit starved for power is quite a bit. I, I think it's interesting, her teleport, because people have toyed around with putting Lockjaw on lists. And uh, this is better Lockjaw. Yeah. Not, not as consistent on the power. But she actually does something besides teleport. Yeah. And Lockjaw doesn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I, I want to put this in... You know, I think that she would be great in a kingpin list. I was uh, thinking the same thing, Fred. I think that she would, she would go great with kingpin. But, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess that's my take so far. Okay. Uh, I like her. I think if you, I think she's definitely a character that you almost always want to have her in double tap range. So I don't think that she ever Dark Star Force, Dark Star Force, Dark Force Strike. God bless, is uh, a really good attack, especially on a three threat character. Like being able to pick up and reroll all of your dice is really really good. Um. Just makes her consistency uh, good. Auto getting one power, kind of weak whenever you're looking at the cost of her superpowers. So I think if you don't get her into a position, if you're playing Winter Guard, for example, and then you set her up to essentially just shoot twice every single turn, you're going to feel a little bit rough with her. Uh, I don't. I think that her spender's on here, but you just, you never do her spender. Like, it's a good spender. I think it's decent, but I just don't think that you'll ever spend her. I think that's kind of why. Now, even if she dazes and flips and you've got tons of power. Yeah, you still don't do it. You're going to, you're going to Dark Force Barrier instead. Yeah, so I think, like, you can kind of tell a little bit, like, with, how it reads like it's range two which is really like she does not want to be there at all like maybe after she would flip is the only time i think you would do it but to brad's point like you're just gonna dark force barrier portal like with all your power so yeah i, I think with just the kind of more standard text that you see on this card the physical energy it's a very good, but it's just kind of like a more basic thing that they put on some stuff and then just wild bleed on a spender. Like, that's all it has. I think that they know <laughs> that, you're, that you're not going to be doing it too much like when they designed her. But um, Dimensional Portal, very, very good. Uh, can really change the state of a game, just being able to blip characters around. And if she does get flipped, being able to teleport two characters around. Uh, one round is really good. And then Dark Force Barrier is really, really good. A defense buff, and you can't be advanced, pushed, or placed. That's really good. It's two separate, really good abilities that belong on their own superpower that are mashed together. So, Which is why it costs 30. Yeah, it's it's really, really, really good. So, like I said, I think set her up to where she can get three power for the round and get off. Unfortunately, it's just one Dark Force Barrier or one Dimensional Portal, unless she's getting hit on average. But out of a three-threat character, I mean, I'll take it. Uh, Winter Guard, having a backline three-threat affiliated that can do this stuff. I mean, she seems fine. I like her a lot better in other affiliations, I think. 
like a lot better than other affiliations, but uh, yeah, she she's a a tech piece and and one that will almost certainly be great, very useful, but she's not going to be mixing it up. I mean, I see her and I immediately think Steve Rogers Avengers or A Force. Really, I, I really like it at her and A Force. Okay, being able to do that on She Hulk to make yeah. sure that people aren't. <laughs> Moving her around everywhere and controlling her, yeah. I really Brandon's like gonna name. like. Yeah. Brandon's gonna like that we talked about putting this model in some lists. Well, I have a list. I have one week. as well. <laughs> I do too. Oh my! We God. all came prepared this this week. Brandon's missing it. Wow. Yep. Yep. Maybe we all did it just because Brandon wasn't here. <laughs> just we all had to have something to. We got to fill that segment somehow. Just to troll him. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, we can kind of get into the ratings. So we'll start with you this time, Fred. What do you think you would give Darkstar, a.k.a. Lanya Petrovna? Okay. So this model uh, is definitely not going to be like a show-stopping piece. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's not gonna take anyone out unless they're really hurt. She's not gonna be someone that says, "Oh man, that model really messed my day up." She's not gonna be like a Venom, as I spoke about earlier. Uh, but she is definitely a tech piece that has a lot of utility on the on the battlefield, and I could see her being splashed a lot in a lot of different affiliations because being able to teleport like that, your own models uh, is, is pretty universally useful. You can, and, and also being able to guard against, you know, uh, the opponent's control. This is really, that's useful stuff to have. Uh, I want to put her in the B minus category. I'm giving her a B minus. Okay. I like it. What about you, Brad? Oh, um, okay. Well, uh, as Fred said earlier, and I mean, pretty much right there too, uh, she's very splashable. Like, uh, that teleport or the defense is great in a lot of factions. Um, Jared said that he likes her in a bunch of different factions rather than her home faction. And splashability is like that, that hump you got to get over, I think, to be in the A range. I think she's pretty great tech piece, and therefore I'm giving her an A minus. Okay. I was surprised to hear B minus from Fred. Well, that, I mean, that seems real low I, for someone that, you want to take in other factions. You know, B minus is not. I mean, I, I well, I also don't have any metric for my grading. My grading is just off the cuff. But also, I, I think that that's that's where I am. Okay, uh, I like her at first glance. Uh, I was just looking at her at work. I think I, I, whenever I don't see a whole lot of text in a card, I, I kind of quick to gloss over. But I've looked at her several more times, and I do think that she's actually quite good. Uh, a little squishy, so I don't care for that, but it's a three-threat character who hopefully is in your back line. So 
Uh, overall, a little bit of protection, not too worried there. Uh, her gainer is really, really good. It's a great at gainer for a three-threat character. And just Dark Force Barrier. Having access to Dark Force Barrier and Dimensional Portal, like those are just two very good, strong superpowers. And I understand why they're three, because if they were two, like you put her in Captain America, Avengers, she's in the back and she's able to shoot twice you've got several rounds of dark force barrier up and going so i understand why why they cost three uh, i do think that she will probably see a pretty decent amount of play in whether whether or not she sees a decent amount of play in winter guard we'll just have to see what tactics cards and what ursa major and red guardian kind of look like I mean, having a three-thread affiliated is never bad, so I'm pretty confident that she's going to be seeing play. But she, I think she does really well in a lot of other affiliations, and she can really help out. I think that she can be obnoxious in, like, Kingpin. Uh, just keeping people yeah. from being advanced and pushed. Like, that's exactly what they love. I think, again, in A-Force and Steve Rogers Avengers, who usually have large pieces that people are trying to move around and do stuff with with their attacks. I think that being able to, like, like having a Hulk and nothing can displace him, and then the enemy team is playing Hulkbuster, being able to keep your Hulk from being displaced and he can just go up there and beat ass is amazing. So, I I think that she's pretty good. I'm gonna give her a B plus. I think that she's gonna see yeah. quite a bit of play. I think you're right. Uh, I would be very interested to see what cards this faction gets. Yeah. I want to see what they, what else is added. I this is probably a terrible idea, and it's not good. But I wonder how obnoxious it would be to have like <laughs> her on one end. Of, like if you play like twenty threat, have her on one side of the board, and then put um, super giant on the other side of the board. And just have stuff where, like, you you can't be pushed or advanced or anything, like, all over the place. Just own your position. Yeah. At all points. Yeah, it's probably not good, but I feel like it'd be really obnoxious. I mean, that's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. Okay, so, uh, we're, we're pretty... I would say we're, we're more positive on Darkstar, so... Uh, not a bad piece... Uh, we can kind of go on to comic books now. What do you have for us for a comic recommendation for Darkstar, Brad? Okay, I thought we were going to do the list next. Um, now we'll do that after. Okay, Dark, uh, for Darkstar, as I said last time, uh, for in, each of the Winter Guard, I gave that one recommendation uh, for the whole team, and then each character is going to get their own recommendation. So for Darkstar... I have a series called Dark Star and the Winter Guard. Um, by the name, you can tell that she plays an important part. It's by David Gallagher and Steve Ellis. Uh, the Atlantean warlord Krang has landed on the shores of Russia, and the Winter Guard are there to stop him. That's what I got. If that sounds interesting to you, you should read that series. Did you say Krang? It, it, yeah, it's unfortunate he has the same name. He was probably even he probably even existed before the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Krang. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm just picturing uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Krang. I, this is a Marvel Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover in my head canon. But it's it's not it's not him. I know, I know, yeah, I know. I, no. I can dream. I can dream, Brad. I'm gonna put a picture in our chat. Okay. So that you know you picturing the right guy. Okay. There you go. Okay. Now we can uh we can go on to our our list recommendations. I had to go do something real quick in my house. That's why we had to do the comics first. Um, So the list recommendation, I guess I'll start off here. Uh, I'm actually going to recommend her in Steve Rogers Avengers. I really like the discount that she has. And every turn, uh, just one Dark Star, Dark Force, God, I don't know why I keep wanting to call it that. Dark Force Strike uh, enables her to have her barrier online. I really like both abilities for uh, Avengers specifically because you usually have a lot of good pieces that uh, you don't want to be displaced. You have like a lot of like sturdy pillars. Like one example is Captain America in general. When he goes to bodyguard, uh, you'll see a lot of people, if they have an attack attached that has uh, a push on it, that, um, you know, they hit him with it and then they move him off and then he can't bodyguard the target that he wants and then they can unload into whoever their original target is supposed to be. Well, now that you have Dark Force Barrier, you keep her back. He can't be pushed anymore, so you keep him in bodyguard range. Again, you keep your bigger pieces, like Hulk, uh, staying in the same spot where you want him. And if something does happen where they have like a superpower that advances or places them instead of the regular just attack, you have Dimensional Portal to help get your big pieces back into position to be able to do what you want to do with them, so... Uh, I would probably start somewhere with, like, Steve Rogers' Avengers. I always take Sam. Then I would probably take Luke Cage, Hulk, and Darkstar as kind of, like, your very first building blocks toward your Avengers roster. And then from there, I would probably just fill it out with mostly Avengers characters. Maybe a couple splashes, but I, when it comes to Avengers, I like to try to keep it all as much as possible in affiliation, but I think that she's worth taking for them. So then the only tactics card that you really need for Avengers is Avengers assemble. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, I've got a question. Uh, So for Captain America, he says uh, each turn, every uh, superpower used by a friendly model is reduced by one, the power Mm -hmm. cost. Yep. Uh, does that mean that she could, in on her turn, sp- uh, have a reduced power cost on a teleport, and then on someone else's turn have a reduced power cost on her uh, reactive ability? Correct. That is some real sexy uh, uh, cohesion. I, I think that's actually a great comment. She works great with Captain America. <laughs> yep. Yep, every that's what I'm saying. If you can get her, if you can get a decent amount of power on her, I mean, she could dark force barrier a couple times around. Yeah, so, pretty good. Okay. Uh, well, since you're talking, why don't you go ahead and give us your roster, Fred? Yeah. So I was thinking about her with Kingpin. 
Uh, using it. her, yeah, uh, using her ability to help hold down, like, say, if you're playing on Research Station, mm -hmm. you can hold the middle much more effectively if she's hanging back behind it. Uh, she will, and specifically, I'm thinking about using her with Lizard and using her with Juggernaut. Now, uh, you couldn't do all of those because that you're getting way too far away from affiliation because that's at least two models that are not affiliated with uh, Criminal Syndicate. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like, think about her with Juggernaut. Juggernaut, I mean, you could take Juggernaut and you could put him on the other side of the board just with his own movement shenanigans and her movement shenanigans. Uh, it, it, that just turns... Your opponent cannot count on where any of your models are in that case. Yeah. And, and you see, this is me again falling into my trap of action bias where I want to, instead of holding down the middle, I want to be able to move my boys from one side of the battlefield to the other side of the battlefield. But whatever. <laughs> I think she's... I, I, I want... Go ahead. I, I would. That's how... I would like to play it, but uh, I I think that she could do a lot of good in helping Kingpin fight against uh, lists that want to push him away, like, say, a Wakanda or a Web Warriors list. Yeah, I really like it with Juggernaut, because he can't be uh, moved by, like, superpowers mm -hmm. or mystic attacks. Yep. And then this makes it to where, by physical energy attacks he also can't be advanced push or placed and a lot of the ways to displace him come from either like hulk or somebody throwing him or everything else is uh that that has a size four move on an attack so that makes him even harder to displace so i i really like that kind of wombo combo there yeah all right what do you have fred or not fred brad Okay, so to make up for Brandon not being here, I actually have two. Oh. So okay. the the first one, the Brad style suggestion is play her in Winter Guard. There it she's is. Affiliated. Grown. But, <laughs> and then the Brandon style suggestion I have is uh, well, it's it's kind of a Brandon and mine mix because I happen to know that she's a mutant um, in the comics. Yeah. Which is really cool, and you guys are probably expecting X Men, but hear me out. What is a mutant that's very powerful in this game who hates to be displaced and would love to have a teleport? Magneto. 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 Yeah. Jean Grey. Shut up. <laughs> I said powerful yeah, in the game, not useless. <laughs> yeah, you can teleport him to position. Um, he already has a can't be pushed or thrown thing. But this, uh, if he doesn't have the power for some reason, or if it is instead an advance or a place, and it's not mystic, uh, you can use her thing to keep him from being moved. Or if he does get moved, you just the situation was real bad. 
then she can teleport him back into place by going and making two attacks and then teleporting them. Uh, people have already played around with putting Lockjaw in their uh, in their Brotherhood list. Uh, this is better for lots of reasons. Uh, not only is she not a dirty inhuman, but she <laughs> is a mutant. Uh, I mean, he she can, does a lot more than Lockjaw. He can fuel her up like extremely easy. Uh huh. Uh huh. She has probably way better power economy in Brotherhood than she would in uh, probably like even Avengers and stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I I was not planning to buy this box. Uh, I want Ursa Major for sure, almost no matter what he does. But she is the other mutant, and I think that's a great place for her. So I'll end up buying this. I like it. I like it, Brotherhood. I think that that's like money, what you just said. That's great. She's great with, with Magneto. God, I didn't does, even think about that. They do both abilities. What is that? He's rolling eight defense dice. Is that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> God. And can't be, can't be pushed, placed, advanced, or thrown. Yeah. So you literally can't move him. Yeah, that's really good. That's that's a great combo. Holy moly. <laughs> and like you said, she can afford it in, uh, in Brotherhood. Because oh, yeah, absolutely. They have so much power. Okay, well, uh, that wraps up us taking a look at Darkstar. Again, pretty, pretty uh, high is not the correct word. We're pretty up on her. She's she's a decent piece. Uh, we can move on. Yeah, I feel like I under I undergraded her now, now you, that we've talked about. You her. gave her a B minus, and it's forever. Yep. It's forever locked. It is in. indelibly marked upon her. Maybe if we ever record. finish finish the characters, we can go back and regrade some people. We'll let, Fred, we'll let Fred redeem himself. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Fred, what do you have for our non-sequitur recommendation this week? Well, uh, so I have recently been reading a book. Uh, it is a manga by Junji Ito, and it is called Uzumaki. Uh, and this is a a manga where a town begins to suffer this strange effect where people become obsessed with anything that is spiral formed, any spiral formation. And it begins to warp their mind. And it also begins to warp their physical bodies eventually. Uh, this is Junji Ito. So it is classic, classic manga horror. There are some images that are uh, truly unsettling in this book, uh, and it's it's really quite a uh, it's I believe it's Junji Ito's best work personally. It's it's uh, certainly his most arresting with some of the, some of the images that appear. Uh, think of a uh, a wooden row house like an old school wooden Japanese row house that is filled with human remains that are twisted in spiral shapes around each other to make a, a knotted human facade of, of just meat and heads. It's, it's horrific. 
uh, and one of the one of the uh, the manga issues was about a galaxy that appears overhead that no one has noticed before, and this galaxy begins to have this bizarre effect. A dark star begins to oh, affect people's mind, and it is it is it is certainly a uh, i highly recommend this book uh, it is worth reading and if you're into japanese manga this is and into horror i should clarify because it is very horrifying uh this is a book this is the the book that in that genre when did it release you know uh it's it's uh quite far away from me right now but it is it it came out i believe in the 90s okay i believe it was and it it, it was it isn't just one book it is uh the book that i have is a compilation of all the different manga because they are they tend to be small and he writes a large number of them and that are all based on this one story okay all right, well, thank you, Fred. Uh, I believe that wraps us up for this week, unless there's anything anybody would like to add. All right, well. I think we're good. <laughs> thank you guys very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed uh, our review of Dark Star. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. If you like her, what you plan to use her with. Maybe you want to take her in a different affiliation than the ones that we mentioned. Let us know. Uh, but until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye.